Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. And today, this is your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, with the immense pleasure to bring to you Neve Cronin. Neve, how are you? I'm so good, Amrit, and I'm so, so honored to, to be here on your podcast um, and just to connect with you and your amazing tribe. So thanks for having me. Your the pleasure's completely ours. Um, for those listening in, um, we'll find out a lot more about Neve through this next hour. But uh, just to give you a quick over-the-top sort of um, high-level synopsis, Neve's a speaker. Um, she's an avid storyteller. She's a mentor. Um, and she's got this new project going on called Attune Me, which I cannot wait to dive into. And it's such a blessing to have her here today while this is fresh and bubbling and really coming to the fore. Um, it's all about attunement and uh, bringing people into alignment with their passions and their highest potential and their purpose. Um, very divine, very existential coming into the manifest, into the real. So I'm really excited about having a conversation around this. Um, but let's start with uh, where Neve's at. Neve's in Byron, right? <laughs> I am. I'm here in Byron Bay, the hippie central of Australia. <laughs> That's what they tell me. Um, yeah. But yeah, really nice here, beautiful sunny day. So enjoying, enjoying living and being here right now. Mm, it's a really special place. Um, I think we met up there as well, and it was just, it's, it's always like just the vibe is always so relaxed in Byron, no? Yeah, it's. It can be at times a little too relaxing. <laughs> um, every now and again, you need to get out of the barn bubble and come back into the world, you know. And um, but it's it's a beautiful place to come and connect, connect to yourself. And um, it used to be the place where the elders would come and meet. And the idea it was a meeting place and a place of growth and sharing and uh, transformation. So. Um, a lot of people are drawn here for for that reason. And when you say when you say um, the elders, you mean the indigenous elders, yeah? Yes, the indigenous elders. Yeah. So it's a it's a, a very uh, special place um, here in Australia um, for that reason. And um, I'm still learning more about you know the indigenous cultures here. It's so fascinating to me. And um, 
spent a lot of my interest is really about uh, connecting to our past, connecting to our ancient roots and, and understanding, I guess, how they live. And um, for me, I guess, coming back to that way of living, which is simplicity, connection, connection to the earth, and and understanding um, our connection to each other. Mm, that's amazing. As we're talking about this, something that I've uh, just, just triggered me is that I remember that we were having this conversation um, and you shared just how important your connection to your roots has been um, and how like that was a whole initiation on a whole nother journey. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that, your roots and where you're from and uh, where that's yeah all gone? Yeah, um, I would love to. I So I grew up in Ireland mm-hmm. um, and, you know, from a very young age I always questioned my purpose. I always felt like there was a deeper calling or a deep, deeper reason why, why I was here. Um, but I grew up in you know, beautiful um, family and my, my grandfather was really someone who kept that Irish heritage alive. So every Sunday we would come to his house and meet and we would have a sing song, a dance, and everyone had to share um, something, whether it was a poem, a story. Oh, a awesome. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he really kept that Irish culture and heritage alive. You know, that sitting around the fireside and that idea that we come together in community, that's when the magic happens. And that's, it's something that I grew up and I took for granted. Uh-huh. And then, you know, moved halfway across the world. <laughs> I, it took that journey to really realize how important and how special that is. And... Mm-hmm. My grandfather passed away about 12 months ago, Sorry and uh, it's okay, he's with, he's with us in spirit, and he, you know, his passing really ignited um, that passion again to, to bring that culture back into society again, and, uh-huh. and it's not just limited to the Irish culture, I think many of the ancient cultures have a similar practice of coming together, mm. and uh, to celebrate and I guess to share through the art of storytelling, because I feel like every, every one of us has a story. Every one of us moves through our ups and downs and our challenges in life. But there's certain magic or certain wisdom or hidden gems that we each experience from moving through those challenges. Mm-hmm. And when we come together and share that with one another, that's when um, the magic happens. And that's when we can empower and support each other um, and uh, that's something that I'm very blessed and grateful to have had in my life. And I want to recreate that, recreate that now through the work that I'm doing and to invite others in to, to create this container. Oh, you know, like if I was a guitar, you're like strumming my heartstrings. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all about storytelling and uncovering the wisdom in everyone's story and uh, finding a way to share that so that we can all enrich each other's lives because we're all in this tapestry together at the end of the day, you know, like we are all one. So, yeah, that totally resonates. <laughs> I uh, really appreciate the way you articulated that. That was amazing. Thank you so much. And so, um, yeah, because I remember you saying, like, when you first came to Australia, you were you were in a very different position, no? You were working for, like, a uh, – you were working for a corporate – um, doing really well, actually, <laughs> working for corporate and uh, fully flexing your abilities and your full potential in that machine um, and uh, the mm. way that it can be. Um, mm. And then and then there was definitely a shift because obviously the need we see today with um, 
you know, helping people guide into their highest potential. Um, mm-hmm. Is more of a consultant, more of a speaker, more of a coach, right? So, mm-hmm. what like what prompted that, and what's what's the journey through there? Can you share that with us? Yeah, yeah, and I think it's important to remember our roots and to to remember where we came from. And for me, um, I was always very driven and um, uh, very academic, very focused. And I, when I moved to Australia, I was hired by one of um, the top five hundred or Fortune five hundred companies here in Australia, and I was managing a software division. Um, with a lot of responsibility and you know I absolutely loved I loved um, feeling like I had a purpose and um, you know managing a team and um, but there there was something not right there was my soul was really calling me forth to to listen um, because I wasn't living in balance I wasn't living in connection for me, I you know I have a tendency to have this it's all or nothing, uh-huh. as many of us do, yeah. and we dive head first and we put everything into our our work or our passion. Mm. Um, so it's actually often to our own it, detriment now. <laughs> often to our own detriment, <laughs> and it was. So I'm 31 now. It was when I was 27, I crashed and burned, and I found myself in a cardiac ward. Whoa. And that was, for me, you know, I, I believe that we get subtle signs, subtle whispers asking us to slow down, asking us to take heed of the path that we're taking. And I wasn't listening, and um, that was a, a smack in the face. So when you don't listen, sometimes in life certain things happen, and if we have the eyes to see it, then we can witness and experience that that um, experience as a lesson. And for me, it was um, a really big lesson. And I realized that uh, I was really living out of balance. I really wasn't listening to my inner voice. And that a time was coming where I was being asked to, to live in more alignment with, um, with my soul. And there were certain things in my life that were no longer aligned. You know, I was living the high life in Sydney, partying three or four nights a week. You know, being Irish, um, I was no stranger to alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) And and, um, look, I think everything in moderation is alcohol or anti-fun. But I think it's important that we become aware of whether or not these things are really honoring and servicing our health, our well-being. And most, of, and most importantly, you know, if it's hindering us from truly living in connection with our true human potential, I think we're, we're going to really dive into what, you know, our true human potential is. Um, but for me, I certainly wasn't living to my true potential. And um, so Crash and Burn went through, I guess, I started to to question a lot of areas of my life, um, you know, certain relationships, um, my health. Um, I started to slow down and introducing things like meditation and mindfulness and many of these other practices which 
allowed me to feel more connected to self. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I, I guess I started to have a tangible experience of who who I was and yeah. and what I wanted to create in the world, what, what connect to a message that I wanted to bring through. And I think... Um, Many people, we can all go through these awakenings or these, you know, periods in life where we have an expanded awareness. And that for me was this time. So I decided to quit my corporate career, something that was not a big, not a big, or not an easy decision. Yeah, yeah. And to pursue a career in mentoring and coaching other people. And um, so during that time, I studied many different uh, coaching modalities. I became a certified NLP practitioner. Mm-hmm. Um, and during my work with people, I realized that there was so much more to to who we are as human beings than what meets the eye. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm, that's such a yeah, such a deep story and a. Yeah, there's so much about awakening in that. Um, and you touched on it, um, this this idea of human potential and there being so much more to than what just meets the eye. And it's uh, it's uh, it's not a small sort of feat that you saw because <laughs> human potential is borderline infinite. And um, yeah, so guiding people into that space is, um, yeah, that's... I, I'm sourcing infinite inspiration from that in the work that you're doing. So I'd love to hear more about, um, yeah, just what human potential is to you, how your work um, has been informed and, and what is, um, I think I'll ask it, what is attuned me after, but let's have a chat about human potential. Yeah, and I guess look, everything I share is from my my own perception uh-huh. um, and it's I am seeing life through my lens. So feel free to to try it on and if it doesn't resonate then that's okay take what you leave or take what you need and leave the rest that, that's because we're all here um seeing and experiencing life from a very unique viewpoint okay mm-hmm. so for me you know i've always been fascinated with what is possible what as a, as a human race what what we can achieve when we're truly connected and, you know, we hear lots of stories of, you know, some of these amazing, great people in, in the past that, you know, like, take an example, looking at, you know, Einstein and some of the incredible um, things that he has brought through and in, in, in incredible inventions. And, you know, he often talked about being tapped into this greater source of, of creativity or this um, a greater source of intelligence. And we, you know, we hear about, you know, if we look at Leonardo da Vinci and some of the incredible work that has come through, through many of these different people in many different times. And even in today's world, we hear of athletes reaching a state of pure flow. You know, they talk about this moment where time stands still and when everything aligns, so they're breathing, um, their body is functioning at an optimum level. Their their mind, everything is is moving in flow. And I I believe that the body, this physical body that we have yet to really discover and remember, 
the potential of who we are and what we can create. And I, I feel like up until now, a lot of focus has been on mindset, right, which is great. Yep. It's really like, okay, the power of the mind. There's so many books out there about um, the power of our thoughts and the power of our mindset and how we can really create our reality. But that's just one one part of who we are. And a lot of my work has led me to understanding that our body is a source of infinite intelligence. Yeah, I'm super wise. And we are about to unearth it. Yeah, we're about to unearth and discover that if we give ourselves the opportunity to. Wow. So guiding people to their purpose through their understanding of their body. Mm-hmm. Is that got yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I definitely resonate with that. Um, my personal experience reflects that, you know, there are messages and you know, in the in the coaching practice now it's like people often come because they're burning out, similar to the situation you described earlier. And we talk often about stress. There's a lot of talk about stress because I guess my primary modality of guiding people is through meditation. Mm. And uh, I celebrate stress and it's kind of (laughs) nuts. But it's like, yeah, stress is doing what I want to do for you, you know. Stress is calling you to change. (laughs) Yes. And that's your body's communication, trying to reach out and be like, hey, hey, listen, listen. Mm -hmm. And... uh, I think that's where, yeah, like um, I'm sure you'd be familiar with like people becoming then finding disease as they don't listen and that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think it is that people, um, like why do we not listen to our bodies in your opinion? Why do we not listen to the signals and the messages that consistently do come through? Well, I think it's interesting. I think one, we've been programmed um, to look at disease and imbalance in a different way. Um, and, you know, when we feel any sort of illness or disease, um, you know, the first thing that we're going to do is to heal the symptom, mm. right? Um, what's starting to happen is people are starting to understand that there's an underlying cause or trigger to that disease. And I think the more and more we begin to look at our body as an intuitive instrument, um, it's it's a communication tool. So um, our body has the ability to feel and sense and connect to um, many different things. Um, And just like if you eat something, use the analogy, right? If you eat something that is bad or gone off, then your body reacts to that, right? It's the same thing with, uh, an emotion or um, maybe there's a, a wound that we have an unresolved wound since childhood that we're, we're still processing unconsciously. The body is still aware of that. We, not, we might not be consciously aware of it, but our body is. Our body is aware of everything that it comes into connection with mm-hmm. um, at any given time. And if we First and foremost, again, I guess, start to see our body as a communication tool and work with it rather than against it. I know for myself, I had such a negative relationship with my body. I was chronically 
um, sick in my teenage years. I suffered with anxiety and depression, but I was also riddled with chronic disease. And I was always going in and out to my doctor with chronic fatigue and all sorts of other illnesses. Yeah. And never, never fully um, getting to the bottom of it. So I, I, as a result, developed a very negative relationship with my body. I believed like it wasn't serving me because I was always sick. I never had enough energy. Yeah, you so became your support. Yeah, and I felt so disconnected from it. But everything shifted for me when I realized actually my body is working with me. My body is trying to communicate with me. And particularly, as in, for for people, and some people might be listening, and you, I did, I certainly didn't know, but I naturally, I'm an, I'm an intuitive empath, and an intuitive empath is someone who has a high level of sensitivity, hmm. right? So that could be even sensitivity to food, sensitivity to light, sensitivity to noise, but also sensitivity to emotion and to energy. Mm-hmm. And my body was very sensitive to so many things and was picking up on these things as information, but I didn't have the awareness to intuit what that information was. Yeah, the hardware was going, but the software needed to be installed almost. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that analogy. (laughs) Yeah, amazing. Makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I, um... There was somewhere I wanted to go, but there was something you touched on that I really can't walk past, which is the negative self-talk, because I think we all sort of, um, everybody has that in some way, fashion, shape, or manner, especially when it comes to um, their relationship with their body, and mm-hmm. um, it's such a such a major milestone. It's something that I, I guess, you know, consistently I've been working on personally as well, um, but I know that... I remember like three, four years ago, it was definitely something that was just, it was insist- it was incessant, consistently people having these negative relationships with their bodies and just their appearance. And um, it's always this, this nagging voice of not being enough, which is always quite quite um, debilitating in need of a better way of putting it. Um, yeah, and I'm not surprised with all the, the illnesses that people then manifest out of that. Mm-hmm. Um so the idea of um, communication and the body being like a, um, like basically an expression of something, um, is is that something that you're alluding to, kind of the the higher potential? Or mm-hmm. I think for us to truly tap into our true potential, it's a journey in connecting more to our body, and that's I think the first step. Um, there, you know, I think, you know, there's so many different teachings out there and we're all on a journey of learning and discovering what feels right. And for a long time, for me, I was seeking to discern, you know, this process of self-realization, self-actualization. And there's so many books and theories about, you know, this, that we're awakening and that, you know, we're ascending into higher consciousness. And while some of that resonated, my personal journey has been that of coming back into the body and that of being more human than ever before and understanding that everything that I am seeking is here and that it is an illusion 
that I am not already whole. And it is an illusion that I am not already worthy. And it is the seeking to be worthy and the seeking to be whole is what's keeping us trapped and stuck. And the only thing that felt congruent to me was realizing that I am whole, I am complete, and that the tools that I need to navigate life are right here. Yeah. The breath. Right? The breath, our mind, our heart, our soul. And that even if we feel that we don't really know or have the tools, it is here. And it's a process of trusting and allowing that to come through when the time is right. Um, and, you know, what I love about your work, Amrit, is, you know, you really focus on meditation, which is, um, for me, was a huge, huge part of my journey. I'm someone who suffered with anxiety, um, panic attacks. Um, it was a huge journey for me to connect to the breath. Yeah. And to to trust that it is, the breath that carries life and it is the breath that connects us to what is real. So, you know, we know this, you know, from, you know, when we're in a state of fight or flight, when we're in a state of panic, um, what happens is it triggers a part of the brain. So we, we actually cannot even function or think clearly, right? Because scientifically, we are in a place right now where it's life or death and we're operating and responding to life as if it's life or death so we can our cognitive ability is blocked and from learning that you know from working with the breath that just by con connecting to a tool that is innately within us connecting to um, something so simple so practical we can actually shift our reality in that moment, right? Totally. And, and really allow, like, we are so connected to our body. And I think communication with our body that I am safe, using the breath as a tool to allow the body to relax, and then move into a place where you can intuit, okay, what is actually happening here? Is this actually real? Is this a projection of my fears? Or maybe it is real, but okay, how can I respond to that? Not out of fear, but respond um, from a place of love. Respond from a place of connection, from, from a place of being grounded and centered. And, and that can only happen by working with the body. Mm. I love it. it uh, it's... Yeah, mine and my um, I was actually just mentioning this just before with someone, and uh, the one thing I've discovered that the the truth is always simple, and if it gets complicated, it's not the truth. <laughs> um, and I love how just the simplicity of what you're sharing and the depth that it uh, that it contains. And I know that on the podcast right now, it, it may it may sound overly simple, 
Um, but I'm aware that that message is so potent, especially when you consider the context that um, you're holding that message for, because breathing and just connecting to your breath and your body and slowing down to acknowledge the messages that are coming from there. Um, you know, when we're listening to two people talk, it's it's maybe easier to just be like, oh, yep, that's something that makes sense. But when you walk into, let's say, like, you know, a networking event and there's like, you know, thousands of people, <laughs> that's when the voice goes, ah, oh, I get what she was talking about. <laughs> Your body's just like, what's all these sensations and all this craziness? And, um, yeah, look, I've, um, I've had moments which... Um, as you were saying, I was almost transported back to a moment where I, one of these times I walked into a, uh, a supermarket and um, it was like, I just, I think I'd just been in Brazil for, I'd been in the jungle um, on a retreat for maybe a month and I came back and I went to a supermarket and I was looking at all these products on the aisles and I couldn't really like compute all the packaging that was coming at me. Like, you know, and I'm generally a pretty grounded person. Um, but it was really interesting because I could feel the anxiety just pouring mm. off the walls. Like it was all these airbrushed, picture-perfect images of just not even people at this point, right? It's just packaging. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I could just feel the sensation in my body with all the... And it was this really intense process. And it was like, wow, I wonder if this is something that I experience every day, but I just don't tune into it. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I um I absolutely love your analogies because I think it's really important. But like the I feel that we are emitters and receivers mm. and imagine that we you know, we all love stories, right? We all love mm. using our imagination. So let's use our imagination for a second and imagine we are these biocomputers and that we're walking through this earth and that we are emitting and receiving energy in any given moment. And in that moment, you walk into the supermarket and your, your, your system, your body is being bombarded with all this information, all these bright colors and all these different products. Mm -hmm. And the body, while sometimes we're not conscious of it, is intuiting this information and sifting and sorting through what it needs um, but it's also taking on inf information that we're unconsciously aware of and what I feel is the more we connect to our body the more conscious we become of the information that we're receiving and we will begin to learn what to do with that information now information can come in any form right one we see color, we see light, we see, um, so we're visually taking in information, we're auditorily taking in information. We're kinesesthetic, so that means we feel. So we're also feeling emotions, hmm. right? So we're feeling our own emotions, we're also feeling other people's emotions, which gives us the ability to connect deeper in relationships with others. And then we're feeling into the collective emotion, like what's happening collectively in the world. Um, and and then of course don't forget touch right we're constantly every time we pick something up mm. we we have a feeling of what that what that feels like um and then you know we talk about there's many different senses but you know then maybe there's your sixth sense so there's this um or an energetic energetic information yeah. 
And I feel that there's something really magical happening in the world right now. And I feel that people are becoming more sensitive in a good way. Now, it can be interpreted as negative because there's more anxiety, mm-hmm. more stress. But what if we like turned that on its head for just one moment and, and looked at it in a, through a different lens and, and realized, what if we are just becoming more tuned, mm-hmm. more sensitive and aware to the information that is available to us? Now, if we put that spin on it, we wouldn't approach stress, anxiety, panic, or overwhelm through the same lens that we have been, right? We would look at it as an opportunity to grow. Yeah, as a call to holistic living. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And this is what attuned me is, right? And we'll get to that in a second. But I believe that we... You know, look, if you read many of the ancient texts, which some of you might be curious about, or if you work with any of, you know, go back and, and work with indigenous cultures, they talk about, um, you know, the fundamentals that govern life here on this plane. And, you know, it's, 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 it's based on polarity. So, for example, for us to experience love, we must experience fear. For there to be light, there must be dark, right? And there's this constant ebb and flow. So as humans, we're constantly ebbing and flowing in and out of balance. Mm-hmm. Right? Attunement is the process of coming back into harmony. So it's finding that midpoint. So when we take a breath, it's that moment between the breath that there's stillness. Right? It's the moment between that breath where we can integrate both aspects of what we're feeling. So we can feel the love, but we can feel the fear. It is, attunement is the coming back into harmony and synchronization with yourself, your whole self. Now, we're only scratching the surface here. I right? know, but and I'm already loving <laughs> it. <laughs> no, yeah. 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 So... Um, you mentioned this as well, so I feel like this has something to do with it, um, but attunement, and you talked about um, becoming more and more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, that sensitivity and our attunement, um, does that, what, what role does your sensitivity, I think we, we spoke about it obviously, um, the call to holistic living, but then how do you, um, are we, is attunement, does it involve um, cultivating our sensitivity? Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I, I love that you use that word, cultivating. Um, for me, it has been about cultivating and understanding the many layers of our sensitivity and developing tools and, and different practical ways in which we can begin to manage them. And this is not about suppressing because, you know, when we traditionally think of anxiety or stress, the first thing is we just want to push it to one side and get on with life. It's a nuisance. It's a hindrance. Mm-hmm. But looking at it through this new lens, it's like, okay, wow, this is a new level of sensitivity for me. I don't, I'm not sure what this is. I'm not sure what my body is trying to compute here, and it's overwhelming. But let's learn some practical tools that I can 
learn how to go into the body and intuit what's going on right now. How can I work with this to um, support my own growth and my understanding of myself and understanding of others and of this world? And um, so the, the process of attunement, it's, it's multifaceted, but the first layer is one, becoming aware of our body and our level of sensitivity. So there's our, physi- our physical um, sensitivity, which is normally the last one to, um, to be triggered. So there's your physical body, then there's your emotional body, your mental body, and your energetic body, if you want to call it. People have many different words for it. Um, and it's about becoming aware of the different levels of sensitivity and how we receive and, and pick up and intuit information. Um, so that's the first thing. And then honoring the body as a source of intelligence. There's a lot of, um, for me, you know, I, I kind of got trapped in giving more power away to, I guess, my spiritual aspect of self. Yep. And... What I found is that it, it, it served up until the time, but it was also a distraction from embracing my true human experience. So the, for, for me, it's about honoring the body as a unique, infinite source of intelligence. When we do that, we actually give permission for the body to teach us reveal more layers to us and um, I guide people through certain tools um, that they can use each and every day. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They're simple, they're practical, and they're powerful. And what I feel it will do is and what it has done for myself is to help me to navigate and integrate my level of sensitivity as I become so as I become more self-aware what we will see happen is a lot more people becoming more and more sensitive and particularly now because the we're just being bombarded with so much information, you know, especially with technology and movies and TV programs and social media. Yeah. You know, so much coming at us. Mm. It's intense. Yeah, and we 
also need to cultivate the ability of and the tool of discernment to feel into what serves our path, what serves our body, what serves um, and allows us to live in alignment with our true potential and what doesn't. And this is the path of really like removing these threads of these things that have been keeping us stuck and keeping us from flowing. And that ebb and flow, we talked about that earlier, that's our natural state. So it's not about running away from sadness and fear and pain and the stuff that we normally like to hide and, and, and push down. It's about feeling the extremities, but not getting stuck. Hmm. So I guess, um, I'm, uh, and I think we're curious now, uh, <laughs> as we've been from the outset, um, there was something you touched on there that I will come back to, um, but the idea that, um, so that step one is coming into your breath and then tuning yourself into your body and obviously you said there are a myriad of ways of connecting, reconnecting back into your body. Um, and I think the next logical question for me to ask is then how does connection to your body, um, mm -hmm. how does that transmute into or manifest or transform or communicate, I guess, express mm -hmm. itself mm -hmm. into um, me living my highest potential. Like me mm -hmm. connecting to my body um, is quite simple and, again, amazing. Value that lesson. Um, but then how does that, in your in your words and through Attune Me, how does that reflect the, the living of the highest potential of the individual? Mm -hmm. um, okay, so there's, there's so many ways to, to answer this. But um, I think what we're missing is true direct experience of who we are, okay? And my, you know, the last couple of years of my own personal journey and the work that I've been doing is I've been seeking out direct experience of what it feels like to be truly connected, to be in flow, and what that state actually feels like. We can... We actually can try and um, think about what that would feel like, but nothing can replace a direct experience. Mm. Yeah. So I have created a process to act as a bridge. This process that I do through my one-on-one -on -one Attune Me sessions, um, I work with specific tools that are not new, but have been known about for hundreds and thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And um, and they are tools that can be found in nature. And this is where a lot of my clients come in very skeptical, very skeptical and um, not entirely sure of what they're going to experience. But I work with um, knowing and understanding that everything is energy. Mm -hmm. I work with um, crystals and I work with the breath and I work with aromatic essences, all which are frequencies and energies taken directly from the earth. But by working with them in a one-on-one -on -one setting, I've created a process which guides people into a very peaceful centered state. Now some people will talk about um, 
you know, refer to it as a theta state. I like to re refer to it as a dreamlike state, that state where you are in between awake and asleep. Yeah. Okay. Now, using this meditative process, I guide people into this state, and in that place, they have a direct experience of feeling their body. When they're in that state, they have a tangible direct experience of feeling um, specific tightness, emotion, trapped and stagnant energy in their body, and I guide them through the process of how to, while they're in that state, how to intuit information from the body. Once, um, so there's three steps to that process. The first step is um, actually connecting to some of this information or some of this trapped energy or, or stored information that's waiting to be unlocked. And in that process, it's um, about releasing, about releasing anything that is no longer serving the body, listening and communicating to what, why that's there and whether or not it serves you anymore. Um, then what happens is once that is released, the client experiences a connection to themselves at a level that some people have never experienced before. And it is, um, for some people, it's a very blissful, serene, um, really grounded feeling of being in the body, but also the ability to ask an intuitive question mm. to themselves and receive guidance and information that only they can receive from here. Yeah. Um, and in that process, you know, I, I call it like, it's almost like the soul really um, can be witnessed and experienced. And then we go through an attunement, which is really attuning the energy bodies, the mental, physical, emotional, and, and, and energetic body, so that um, it can be anchored and that that person can walk away from that session with a tangible, direct experience of what it feels like to be connected to soul. Now, some of you might be listening and thinking, wow, this sounds really out there, this sounds really crazy. And what I ask is that, you know, to some, yeah, maybe it is. But when you have a tangible, direct experience of who you are, there is no one can take that away from yeah, you. Yeah, you can't refute it. <laughs> you cannot refute it. And... This is not about using any external stimulus. This is about using the tools that you have, such as the body, mm. the breath, and smell. Yeah. working with nature mm -hmm. and the elements of nature to come back into harmony. This, and this is, this is, it's not a process, like I said, it's not new. This has been, a, been around for a long time, and many tribes and cultures know the importance of this and about creating a practice each and every day. Mm -hmm. So what I find is when people have a tangible direct experience, then it's about creating a space where I can teach them the practical tools to come back into that state themselves in any given moment. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. There's two things that I really wanted to touch on in there and then um it's it's uh I, yeah I 
I'm in awe of it. <laughs> um, primarily because my whole, a big part of what, um, you know, meditation for me past, once it gets past, you know, mental management and stress management and that sort of stuff, it opens yourself up to having, after a while, these intuitive insights coming through um, and this dialogue with yourself through meditation. But wow, we, is it a long process? You know, I've been <laughs> meditating for many, many years. And so when you're sharing that, um, it makes a lot of sense because it, it feels like, yes, definitely something that, you know, um, every, um, I used to say this for myself, um, that, you know, one in every five meditations that I'd sit, it would almost be like, oh, I get to download a little bit of wisdom. Um, but I'd have to put in the work for all the other sittings to finally download that. But from what I'm gathering and what I'm hearing, it mm -hmm. seems like you've found a, um, a the attune me method is to s kind of curate that experience and really allow someone to drop in um, mm -hmm. without them having to sit again and again and again. You're dropping them into a state where they can actually, and then helping them and guiding them and integrate that. Yes. And then be sitting at home and, you know, hoping and praying and finding a way, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is my way. <laughs> yeah, and um, yes. and uh, I love the I love the the direct experience. Um, I'm a mm -hmm. massive believer that um, you know, knowledge is knowledge is powerful, but um, wisdom is just knowledge that has experience behind it, and that for me is the definition of wisdom. So I, I f yeah, I find yeah, I'm really inspired by um by what you're doing and. Yeah, that's really, really profound. And um, yeah, I, 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 I can't. I sort of <laughs> want to come along and experience a shift. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sort of on the edge of my seat about it now. But um, <laughs> one thing that you talked to before, and um, this may not be the perfect segue to go into it, but I feel yeah. like it kind of is. Is you yeah. mentioned that um, you mentioned this sixth sense. And mm -hmm. um, I know I've only got a limited time with you, so I really want to touch on this before, you know, um, time runs out for sure, um, is that, you know, this idea of a sixth sense, because, you know, you've obviously intuited this um, this um, this protocol with the Attune Me, and obviously, as you mentioned, it's, it's, um, it's familiar to a lot of ancient cultures, and you're just holding space for that wisdom to be reintegrated into society so people can um, heal. I think heal is probably the right mm -hmm. word with all the stress yeah. and stuff. Um, but this sixth sense, you know, um, I think people that first meet you, um, if I may project a little bit, sorry, <laughs> um, get this real, real, real sense of your intuition. Um, and um, I think it's something that at the risk of um, dissociating masculine from feminine, um, you know, I've often had a laugh with my girlfriend that uh you know, she's got, her sixth sense is actually a sense, and she's working on a seventh, while I'm actually working <laughs> on a sixth <laughs> for intuition. Um, can we have a little bit of a conversation around that? Because I know you've spent a uh, a lot of time, um, you know, championing um, the the importance of feminine energy and um, and and the new um, there's a whole new paradigm being birthed. But that's probably if we want to share about that. But um, yeah, but yeah, I know just like the sixth sense and the feminine yeah. relationship to sensing. Yeah, oh, this, you know, I, I believe our intuition is our superpower and it is, it is the journey of activating our true human potential and I think it can be felt at times that women have a natural intuitive ability and men are like, how come I can't switch that on? <laughs> What's wrong with me? What's going on? And I feel that it doesn't matter if we're masculine or feminine, we have an innate intuitive ability that can be activated 
However, it needs to be done through the body and through feeling. Mm -hmm. Now, why some, for some women, they might be naturally connected to their feeling senses. Um, and it might seem to come a lot more easy to them. And what I'm witnessing and experiencing in men is that men are becoming so in touch with their feelings that they're beginning to really activate their intuitive abilities. But what, what, what I see coming up, because I'm, I've, I've been working, I worked with a lot of men and women, then I spent a lot of time working with women, and now what's happening is I seem to be attracting Holly and more and more men because the link that's missing, and I, I, I'm not generalizing here, but I'm just sharing what I'm witnessing with the men that I'm working with right now is their trust. So they're feeling, they are, they're getting a deeper sense of knowing about things in their life, and the missing link is them just trusting it. Because it's, it's different, it's new, and, and I think traditionally men would go to women, even in the tribes, and they'd ask the women for their guidance on where should we go hunting today. You know, and the, the women would sit and they'd connect and they'd say, okay, I think you need to go over here. And the men would go out hunting. Now, while that is, you know, has been a natural way of the masculine feminine for some time, we're entering into a new era. And now men are integrating their feminine because their intuition is that feminine, introvert, feeling sense. And also the women are integrating their masculine abilities, right? And um, so there's this beautiful, uh, there's something really beautiful happening right now. And we have to start trusting. We have to start trusting our feelings, even if it doesn't make logical sense, mm -hmm. because we can be very much in our logic mind, but, you know, if you walk into a room, I used to, and this is, this is what used to happen to me, I, I would walk into a room and for some reason, I would be like, I do not want to walk over there, right? And there might be specific people in that corner of the room, and then I would beat myself up thinking I was judging, or why am I feeling this, mm -hmm. um, or I was... Um, why am I being so critical? Why am I being critical? And sometimes I wouldn't even have a logical reason. I would try and come up with a reason as to why I don't want to be in that part of the room. What I've learned just through my own set of experiences is that sometimes there doesn't need to be a logical reason. Right? You just need to trust it. And maybe it might be that your presence and your energy is just not in resonance to be in that part of the room right now. And maybe it's nothing to do with you. It might even be for the greater good of those people in that corner of the room. Mm -hmm. And, you know, someone told me the story of Edgar Kayans. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with his work, but he, he was someone who was at, ahead of his time. And he's written a lot of books about many, many amazing things. But one story was that he was in a building and he stepped into a lift, right? And he was very he was a intuitive empath. He stepped into a lift 
and he just took one look around at the people and he stepped back out, just instantly trusted. He didn't know why, he just stepped back out of the lift. Mm-hmm. The doors closed and the lift plummeted to the ground. Mm. And people asked him, like, what was it? And he said he just knew he didn't have, like, he didn't actually have to even think about it, but something told him, you're not meant to be in this lift. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Now, that's obviously an extreme scenario, oh, yeah. but he, he talked about, and, you know, he goes a little bit further into that in, in understanding that um, those souls had already chosen to pass over, and when he looked, came into the lift, he actually picked up on that their souls had already departed, and he knew in that moment that he was not meant to depart, and he yeah. stepped out of the lift. They're just some. Ex- that's an extreme um, example, but sometimes there are reasons why we feel certain things. And if we don't trust them and we don't listen, we don't honor the body, like start honoring, honoring our feelings. Yep. We'll begin to live, you know, people talk about living in flow. You can't live in flow unless you trust your intuition. Mm. You can't experience what that is unless you, you trust, you know, it might be, oh, I'm not going to get this bus. I'm going to wait for the next bus. Cause I don't know why you get on the next bus and you meet, your next boyfriend or girlfriend, or you happen to meet someone who's got a job opportunity for you. That wouldn't happen unless you trusted that little feeling. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, I, I'm not sure if we have enough time for it, but I really want to share this story, so I'm going to create the time. I hope you don't have to rush off and don't mind me going here. Um, but... Um, I, I literally got back uh, two weeks ago from Brazil again. Um, it's my favorite place to travel to. Um, <laughs> so all the stories seem to be about there. But um, I think this is a really fitting place to, to drop this in here. Is um, Firstly, thank you for sharing what you're sharing because trust is definitely something that I'm working on at the moment as well. And uh, exactly what you explained is totally what's happening for me. Um, it's learning to trust my intuition, learning to trust... Um, that everything is panning out as according to some greater good, you know. And the one mantra that's been helping me through it is that I seem to have made it these last, you know, 27 years. I'm sure I can make it the next, <laughs> you know. And it's like, just trust, just trust, just trust. Um, and the story I want to share is, um, so when I was, I didn't, in, I, was, it was, I wasn't going to Brazil um, at all, actually. And my girlfriend had flights to go from on Sunday. And on Monday, she turned around to me and uh, she goes, go get your visa. And I was like, no. (laughs) And she was like, go get your visa. And I'm like, for what? She's like, Brazil. And I'm like, wait, you've got tickets. You've got a visa. You're flying to Brazil. I'm not going to Brazil. Like I'm, I've got working on all these projects. The podcast is thriving. Um, the coaching's thriving. The meditation um, for corporates is thriving. You know, I'm really gonna buckle down this next month that you're away, and I've got all these projects to really like bring to a head. It's going really well. And she's just like, "Go get your visa." <laughs> and 
I, you know, after a while you just surrender. <laughs> it's just like, okay, <laughs> it'll take me an hour to go get my visa uh, photographed and all that taken um, rather than having, you know, to butt up against my <laughs> beloved's energy all day, you know. It's like, okay, I'll just go get the visa. <laughs> <laughs> so I go, I get my visa, apply for it online, and it's a two-week process. So she's going for a month, and, you know, the idea in the back of my head is like, okay, maybe this works out and maybe I get all my work done in a couple of weeks and I can go for the, the second two weeks or something. And um, on Friday, she turns around and she goes, you should check on your visa. And so I called them up, and it's a two-week process to get your visa, 10 working days, two weeks. And I call them up, and I'm like, hey, I, um, you know, I've applied for this visa. What's the go? Um, and they're like, you know, it takes two weeks. You're kind of wasting your time. Don't know why you called. And I was like, yeah, I know. I just figured I'd check. And she's like, yeah, fair enough. Well, here's, give me your passport number. And I give her my passport number, and she goes, da 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 oh, this never happens, but you should check your email. And I check my email, and they've sent me an electric visa, okay. electronic visa. And I woke up that morning, and I didn't ask for this. When I woke up that morning, the voice in my head, the first voice that came to my head was like, if I get a visa today to go to Brazil, I'll take that as a sign. Ah. And I, I didn't really, I don't know where that voice came from. I don't know why my partner was so insistent on me getting a visa on Monday. All I knew that was on Friday around midday I had a visa mm. and I there was something that told me that it was a sign and I was like okay so this is a sign then we started looking at flights and uh, prior to my girlfriend she was looking previously for flights to see if you know she want she really wanted me to come and I was just like it's not in the it's not fitting because there was no flights that got there in a reasonable amount of time they're all really long and really expensive and uh, because it was last minute as soon as I got my visa her ticket, her tickets were fully booked out. Her flight path was completely booked out, all four steps of the journey from here to Santiago, Santiago to Rio, Rio back. As soon as we got our visa, she jumps on, checks her flight. Two tickets on each of the flights, right, that she's booking. And one is in a random spot all over the plane in each of the steps. And one seat is right next to her. Every, every flight, four flights, two seats wow. on four flights, one scattered and one right next to her on every single step of the way. Two days wow. before the flight takes off, right? And at that point, I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, you just look at it and it's like, okay, I surrender. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what's going on, but I guess I'll go. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, that's, and that's me learning, you know, to, to trust. Um, and it was amazing, you know, I had the most incredible month. Um, I learnt music, but that's a whole other story. But that was the story, right? Mm -hmm. um, and for me, that's why I ask about the feminine and the intuition. Because mm -hmm. I've learnt that even if I, I'm still in the process of cultivating what I call my sixth sense, my partner's seventh sense. Because yeah. when, she's, when she's like, go get your visa, it's like, in my head, it's like, st stop it. Like, why? <laughs> you know, like there is no reason... That there's, that, like, there is literally no logic, no reason, and I cannot be supported by my mental capacity to go function in that. But except mm -hmm. for like now it's like, okay, she has her reasons beyond reasoning, and it's mm -hmm. her intuitive process. Um, and, that's, and that was kind of like the premise for why I asked this question about the feminine and the intuition um, mm -hmm. and then the work that you do, obviously, because I know how much that feminine and the intuition weaves into the magic that you weave with mm -hmm. um with all your offerings so yeah I just wanted to share that and uh I I love that you share because 
it's the art of storytelling that um, where we can really begin to create more connection and understanding around some of these topics. So I absolutely love that you share that story and um, and just your process of really trusting and allowing it because you know how many people would be like, yeah, right, I'm not going getting it. What do you want about? Um, but you were open, you know, and as you were talking, I think one of the big biggest lies that we have been told is that like we actually have a belief that it's not possible that we don't have a sixth sense. Like that, that in itself is blocking. But if we can shift that and actually go, I believe I can activate my true human potential. I believe that I can connect to my intuitive abilities. I believe I can connect to my body and have a deeper sense of awareness. That in itself will open up so much. Yep. And then all that you're left to do is just trust. So the gap in between is trust. Uh-huh. That's a really powerful message. Um, mm. And I, I can tell that I've kept you a little bit longer than I, I promised. No, so. I, I, <laughs> you could probably spend all day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> jamming, jamming here all day. This, is, this episode is going to be cut into 24 part no, <laughs> <laughs> parts. Part one of 20. <laughs> uh, um. So, okay, if I do have a little bit more of your time, um, just before I start closing up then, I'll ask you a question that um, that raised a flag for me, which was, um, you know, you mentioned this, and it was um, spiritual spirituality as a distraction, um, which was, you know, I hope the listeners can take that in the in the right light um, and not, you know, we are both, we both try and honor sacred as much as we can. Um, but I think the time when you mentioned it, it was about, you know, us having four dimensions, easy to access dimensions to ourselves, um, that we can identify the intellectual, the emotional, um, and the energetic as well as the physical. Um, and you mentioned that there was like, you know, perhaps the energetic and the spiritual maybe it can be a distraction at times and you're actually here to embody your wisdom. Can we, can you talk to that just a little bit before I tie it out? Yeah, sure. And, um, I guess it, everything is in moderation, mm. and it's. I used to spend a lot of my time um, wanting to experience my spiritual nature, and my personal journey is that it was distracting me from being human, and it was disconnecting me from being here. And I started to re-establish. Um, my time and my energy into also honoring the physical just as much as the spiritual. And that was, that has been my own journey. And the more that I have began to honor the, bo- the body and my physical experience, my spiritual side has come online so much more. And, you know, I guess really we are spiritual beings or having a human experience. Yeah. And if we're not careful, sometimes we think we're human beings having a spiritual experience and the other way around. And um, and, and I guess I was just sh- shedding that light on it because that was the trap I fell into. Yeah. And but we're all going through this process in our own unique way. Mm. Um, some people are really present in their body they're really connected to their human experience and maybe part of their journey is exploring their spiritual and intuitive side Mm -hmm. and then for others 
it could be the opposite. It's about grounding, connecting back here to the earth and tapping into their body. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on where we're at. But I think that ebb and flow, just think of that infinity symbol. That's how we want to be. I love it. Yeah. And through all of that, I can just hear attunement 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 is so good i love it i absolutely love it i love the work you're doing so um coming into the closing questions um um i know a lot of your wisdom is about being pragmatic and learning from the self and going within um which i absolutely adore um but is there a book that you that is just an outstanding book in your opinion that you've received a lot from an interesting question um yeah, one. Yeah, there was one book um, which definitely challenged a lot of things for me, mm-hmm. but it definitely played a huge role in my own discernment and my own expansion and awareness. And that was Our Universal Journey by George Kavasilis. Okay. Um, but it's a. It definitely is one that um, really forced me to ignite my own discernment Uh and and really start questioning things and um, that began my journey of really discerning what felt true to me um so that's definitely one book i i definitely have become and then this could be you know me me experiencing this could be my shadow right now but Uh what i'm experiencing right now is that I'm not reading as many books as I used to, mm-hmm. and I'm choosing to spend that time in nature, connecting to myself. And so when people ask me this question right now, I'm like, well, right now I'm not actually reading uh-huh. anything, but that could change tomorrow. For sure. Right? But there's definitely a shift that I've experienced within myself where I'm seeking to connect and discern through my own challenges uh-huh. first and foremost from here and then seeking out maybe a book or a mentor or someone who can facilitate the space so I can go deeper within Into even more. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. That totally resonates. Thank you for sharing that process. That's a really beautiful process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, second to last, if you had the opportunity to set up a billboard in Times Square, New York, and it was the Neve billboard. It could say anything it wanted to. It was your message to Times Square, New York, and you've got to think about that energy in Times Square, New York. Wow. What would you broadcast? What would your billboard say? What's coming to me right now, this is where you, know, you just have to trust it, is do you know how powerful you are? Nice. Love it. Just a question mark. Yeah. Love it. Let's make that move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Um, so finally, and by no means least, um, it's my favorite question, and it's always the last question of every episode of the Inspired Evolution. Um, and it goes a little something like this. It's uh, so neat. Who are you beyond your story, beyond the name? Um, yeah, it's esoteric in its nature. Who are you? Really, I 
I'm an expression of the whole experiencing myself uniquely in the physicality and I've come here to experience the whole and to experience infinite uh, expressions of life <laughs> and yeah that's if I can break it down that's who I am uh, my inf my infinite nature I love it that is so poetic. Thank you so much for that. That was amazing. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, okay, so I've got to do the due diligence. For those that want to get in touch with you, which, um, you know, what's the easiest way for us to do that? Um, I know you've got a website. Um, yep. Yeah, so the easiest way is um, through my website, which is Neve Yvonne Cronin. And I think maybe, Amrit, you might... Yeah, put we'll it in, in the show, show notes. notes because it, it can be quite confusing. <laughs> Neve is spelled N I A M H. That's right. Neve That's right, yeah. is yeah. N I A M H. Go figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, go check the show notes for, for the link to um, my website um, where you'll be able to connect with me there or feel free to connect with me through social, social media on Facebook and on Instagram. And lately, um, I'm all about really having more fun and play mm -hmm. in my life. And I'm finding that I'm really having lots of fun on Instagram. So come and hang with me there and follow my stories as I bring you on my journey. Yeah. That's called life. And um, we just need, I think, and that's creating more connection with each other. So um, come and hang out with me there too. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time here today, Neve. I have to say, um, you know, uh, just with all the work that you do, um, you know, just uh, like there's the work that you do, but also just the presence that you bring, you know, like we, um, are, me and my partner both have um, a massive space for you, you know, we, whenever we think about you, it's like we light up, you know, it's like, ah, Neve, <laughs> And it's because um, just, just the vibe that you bring into a space and just the consciousness that you hold and just, you know, that um, you're always mindful, you're always present, you're always kind. It's just this beautiful frequency that you, you impart on other people in the space that you share. So for all that you hold, but also all the work that you're now doing with all of that as well. And the You Tune Me sounds really a blessing for people to tune into. And thank you so much for taking the time to share that today. And um, I used to say that the, um, the human journey is a journey, but I'm not sure anymore because through some of the podcasts, it's all become like this eternal now, maybe. I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> but this mystery, whatever this mystery is, yeah. um, you know, Kay and I both wish you absolutely the best every step of the way, you know, and it's such a blessing to be connected to you. Um, and so we really just want to wish you all the best on, on your eternal now and the mystery. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. And I just want to say, you know, how much love and gratitude I have for both of you and just witnessing you step into um, your work and creating this podcast and everything that you guys are doing. Um, it's it's so inspiring. Um, the inspired evolution. <laughs> love it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 